You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. What's happening? It's your boy, Sammy George Ward, and you're listening to the Sports on Tap Seattle Podcast. Usually, usually with George, my brother as well. But George is not going to be joining us today, um, but we thought we'd get out a podcast. Unfortunately, George has a little microphone issue and he's traveling right now. I think he's in the Czech Republic in Prague. Um, and we've got a little microphone issue. So hopefully by the end of this week, he'll be back as well. Um, but I'm just going to be doing a little solo pod today because we couldn't leave you guys hanging um, on a Monday with the Seahawks draft just completing and, uh, you know, unrestricted or undrafted quarterback as well. I mean, that's exciting, I guess. So we're going to be doing it. Just me, Sammy today. So it's at Sammy on tap. If you want to find me anywhere on social, that's S A M I on tap tap and of course this is all brought to you by the sports on tap and this is the sports on tap seattle podcast and if you like all sports george and i do pod that two brothers talking sports so check that out as well just type in pod that brothers on all major platforms and you'll find that podcast as well but let's get on to some seahawks so today's gonna be a quick one it's kind of like a sammy's take type of day um we're gonna just go through the draft picks um and talk about you know what we're seeing with the Seahawks future. And then later this week, we'll probably get into some Mariners as well with George when we're back. Um, but let's start. I brought up a tweet by uh, Samuel R. Gold, Sam Gold on Twitter. If you're on Seahawks Twitter, you probably know this guy. He said, in case people were wondering, I gave the Seahawks draft class an A grade overall. Now, let's go through each pick and what grades he gave. And, you know, I'm not going to always pretend like being a super duper expert. I think a lot of people have this mistake where we pretend to be over the top experts on every single draft pick. I've seen a lot of people, for example, with the Kenneth Walker uh, pick running back from Michigan state giving C I've seen people giving F's, you know, I I agree that it's kind of odd. The Seahawks went, went running back, but we don't know the future of Chris Carson. Maybe they don't believe in Rashad Penny. Maybe they thought it was a one year wonder. And maybe they know more than us because that's what they do for a living. So I'm not going to go as far as giving C's and D's and F's, but I'm just going to talk about the positions, if I like what we're doing and if I don't like what we're doing. And let's start, obviously, with Charles Cross. Offensive tackle, I think, from Mississippi State. Uh, Sam here gave him an A. Me, this Sam here. Um, I'm going to agree with a good grade on this. Uh, I do find it somewhat ironic that the Seahawks used the Russell Wilson pick for an offensive lineman, something that Russell Wilson would have loved all along. But, <clears throat> but that's neither here or there. Excuse the cough. I I find it interesting. It's more ironic and funny, but I love it. Um, forget who's the quarterback this year. Forget what the future quarterback's going to be. Any quarterback's going to like having Cross there if he pans out in this, as good as he's supposed to be. On top of that, you have running backs that are going to love having a great offensive lineman. Um, and building an offensive line is something the Seahawks need to do. If you look back at the major, major successes of Seahawks years, back when we had Matt Hasselbeck, Sean Alexander, of course you had guys like Walter Jones and Steve Hutchinson back there, and that's when we were 
good enough to be teams competing in the playoffs, going to a Super Bowl in 06. We had a good offensive line. You obviously look back to 2014, whenever it was, 14, 15, uh, when we won the Super Bowl. You had Russell Wilson on a rookie deal, and you had a good offensive line with a great run game. We made it back to the Super Bowl the next year. As we started to lose offensive linemen, not be able to pay offensive linemen, and pay just a quarterback, and pay all, all the great talent we had on defense, which don't get me wrong, that's very important. Uh, to pay those guys because we had an all-time defense and all-time quarterback. That's when things started going downhill. So if you asked me a couple a month ago, whatever, I was probably like, Seahawks need a quarterback, Malik Willis. After seeing how far the quarterbacks dropped in this draft, the Seahawks obviously just like every team in the NFL know what they're doing. And if guys like Matt Corral and Malik Willis drop that far, that means they're probably not that great of talents. Now they might pan out once in court. Some quarterbacks pan out high draft picks. Some of them are low draft picks, but obviously the whole value is not there. Um, so offensive line and defense is what I really wanted. And I think so far, obviously with the first pick and Charles cross, the Seahawks did just that and did a good job. Um, you can never go wrong with a top tier offensive lineman. Um, the second pick was Mayfield in the second round. Edge rusher. Sam gave him a B plus. Um, I'm never going to complain with the edge rusher. We need that. Um, and it's just going to continue with what else we picked and why it was good. Now, second round was Walker, a running back. I don't know. Running backs are very hard to predict. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're not. You have guys like Saquon Barkley that have been Christian McCaffrey that were great for a year or two, and then started getting hurt so much. So who knows? Ezekiel Elliott's been on a downturn, uh, but then you have guys like Derrick Henry and and Dalvin Cook that keep lasting. Now Walker's not the level of a uh, you know De, uh, Dalvin Cook or a Derrick Henry, but but I'm just saying in general, some res- some uh, running backs last really long and some don't. Um, you have Lucas, the offensive tackle, I think from Washington State, actually a Cougar. So for those Cougs out there, will be happy about this. Um, Sam gives him a B plus, um, another offensive tackle. So I'm happy with that. You had Kobe Bryant or Cody Bryant. I think it's Cody, Cody Bryant, uh, corner. Sam gives him an A. And then in the fifth round, you have Woolen, um, another corner, another A. And in the fifth round, Smith and edge rusher B plus from Sam there. Now, I'm not going to get too specific on each person. I'm only going to be here for another five minutes anyways. Remember, this is going to be a quick my my thoughts pod. Um, but just read those first, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven picks. Outside of the Walker pick, which, like I said, who knows? They know better than us. And I will give Walker the benefit of the doubt that I actually knew who Kenneth Walker from Michigan State was. So it's at least the running back that I knew unlike a Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny in the first round type of pick when I was like, really? Running back from San Diego State? I was not expecting that. Um, so I'll give Walker the benefit of the doubt, and hopefully he pans out. But through five rounds, they went tackle, tackle. So two offensive linemen, two edge rushers, and two corners. Now, going into the draft, if you talked about really big flaws of the Seahawks, outside of the quarterback position. Now, Drew Locke, People have their opinions. Is it going to be Geno? Is it going to be draft next year? Is it going to be trade for Baker Mayfield? Is it going to be trade for Gardner Minshew? I'm not sure. I can't predict the future. 
but that is obviously a hole on our team. But I think they're doing what they did back in 2011, 12, whatever it was. Before you get your guy, which, you know, before you make the mistake of signing somebody like a Matt Flynn. Remember they did that. They signed Matt Flynn and then got a third round Russell Wilson and, you know, the rest is history. It was a waste even worrying about a quarterback at that time and Matt Flynn. I think they wanted to take care of the draft first. Fill those holes that we needed to fill, which two tackles, two edge rushers, two corners. Those were the pieces the Seahawks needed the most. And those are what got filled. Now, the running back, like I said, interesting. Don't know what to say. Um, and two wide receivers in the seventh round. Now, this could be uh, people that never see the field. You know, you have Melton, a wide receiver in the seventh round, and Young, a wide receiver in the seventh round. Um, or they can be part of the history of the Seahawks being really good at finding decent receivers. I know people were a little dis not disappointed, but D. Estridge had his issues with health last year after that bad concussion he had, but he was looking like he was coming on. We've had great success in drafting people like the Tyler Lockett's of the world, the Doug Baldwin's of the world, the, D the DK Metcalf's of the world. We have done a great job of finding wide receiver talent. So at a seventh round pick, I don't care. It's fine. The only negative I could see from that is I'm hoping that this is not some type of sign and do not take this the wrong way. I know the Seahawks are not trying to replace their top receivers with seventh round picks. I'm just saying future wise, is this maybe a bad sign that they're not going to be trying to re-sign DK Metcalf to a big contract. We've seen this happen a lot right now. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, whatever his name is from the Ravens got traded uh, to the Cardinals. AJ Brown, Got traded from the Titans to the – I'm blanking right now, but he got traded. Um, you saw Tyreek Hill get traded. You've seen Debo Samuel one out. A lot of teams do not want to pay these guys $25, $30 million a year. I mean, if you're Cooper Cup, fine. But if you're not a top one, two, or three receiver right now, when Tyreek Hill was, they still didn't want to pay him. It's hard to get teams to pay for quarterbacks right now or for wide receivers. I, I apologize. So – I don't mind the picks, whatever they mean at the bottom there. But overall, I'm really satisfied with this Seahawks draft. Um, and I don't say that often. Now you could think I'm just a homer and I'm going to be positive, which I do tend to be a positive Seahawks fan all the time. If you follow me on Twitter, at Sammy on tap, you'll know I am a positive Seahawks fan. But that's because they're the team that hasn't really let me down as much. You know, I'm a giant Seattle Mariners fan. I've been lit down for 20 years. Uh, they haven't been in the playoffs since I was in first grade, 2001. Um, so as a kid born in the 90s, I got to watch a little early 90s. So I did get to see the Sonics be good for a few years. Never won, though, um, when I was alive. They won in the 70s, whatever it was, 79. And I haven't – I got to see the Mariners compete. I got to see them break the record in 2001. But I haven't got to see them go to the playoffs since then. So the Seahawks are the team that's kind of showed up for me the most. We lost the Sonics. I believe in the Seahawks. I watched them win a Super Bowl. I saw them go to a Super Bowl. Probably should have won a second one. I just tend to believe in them. Um, and I like this draft. Like I said, pretty simple. Two offensive tackles, two edge rushers, two corners. And then they had some fun. Pick a running back and a wide receiver and another wide receiver. Offensive talent never hurts to try out. And last but not least, um, before the news came out of who the quarterback was, Schneider did say the Seahawks agreed to terms with an undrafted free agent that they're really excited about. Turns out the Seahawks signed quarterback Levi Lewis 
of Louisiana Lafayette as an undrafted free agent. I'm not going to give too many thoughts on this. All I know is that they like him. It's not going to hurt to have another guy in the room and try him out. Not going to hurt to have a guy in the practice squad and try him out. You never know. Um, I don't think there's a high success rate of undrafted quarterbacks, but you never know. If he's talented, it's good for the QB room. Um, and it just never hurts. Now, the last thought I'm going to give here before I sign off is the quarterback situation. Now that we're done with the draft, we, we're, we're fixing some of the offensive line issues. We're fixing the corners situation. And, and obviously we have, you know, I think we're going to be good at corner next year. And you're going to have some second-year guys that are going to be, you know, Trey Brown's going to hopefully come back from injury and be great. You get two guys coming from the draft that you're going to develop. You have two uh, edge rushers you're going to develop. Our linebacking course, good enough for now as a young team. We obviously have Diggs and Adams as two top-tier safeties. Filling a lot of the gaps here. You have a running back. You have receivers. The only thing missing is the quarterback, okay? Now, some people want to ride with Drew Locke. Some people want to ride with Geno Smith. Some people want to wait and see. Um, I'm in the wait and see boat, but I wouldn't mind looking at the market of a Baker Mayfield. It just depends if you think the Seahawks are going to compete. And this is a conversation I think George and I will have later in this week when he's back on the podcast. So brace yourselves. Let us know what you think. If you're listening, go. I'm going to add this question on Spotify. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can go. There's going to be a question box at the bottom. Would you want the Seahawks to give Baker Mayfield a chance? Now, my answer is very specific. It's going to be if the Browns are taking on the money, um, if they have to release him or we can get him for like a fourth-round pick, that's fine. Um, That I will be fine with. But I do not think the Seahawks should pay his salary unless the Browns are releasing him, like I said. And it depends how good the Seahawks think they are. Now, no team will admit outwardly, oh, we're trying to be bad this year and get a good quarterback. We're going to go get Bryce Young next year. No one will admit that. But if they know that deep down, they're not going to go get a guy like Baker. They're going to ride with a Drew Locke if they don't think he's great and try to lose games. Now, if they think they're going to compete, if they really actually like the roster and like what they can do, I think they'll go for Baker Mayfield. Because I know they're acting like they like Drew Locke. I know they're acting like he's the guy. We loved having him in the trade package. But I just don't buy it. I mean, he he was losing jobs to Teddy Bridgewater last year on and off. So I'm going to guess that that decision is going to be made soon. But we'll talk about that later this week, George and I, when we're back on this pod. So stay tuned. Let us know what you think of the, the Baker Mayfield situation. Um, and if George gets his microphone fixed, I think we'll be back either Wednesday or Thursday. Um, talk some Mariners as well. About to play the Houston Astros three games. They had a bad Florida trip. But now they're off to Houston. Hopefully they can win a couple. They're still second in the division. A game ahead of Houston, I think two games back of the Angels who are on fire. Uh, but, the, but the Mariners have some games to make up after a bad Florida trip and losing Mitch Haniger to, to COVID and to injury. And, you know, there's a couple couple down parts of this, uh, this part of the season so far. But the Mariners have played all right and uh, can't complain. It's better than usual. So stay tuned for those at the end of the week. Um, let me know how you guys like the solo pods. Me and George are talking about doing them uh, more often. Like, you know, we'll have our regular once a week, me and him pod, and then maybe you can mix in more stuff. One, you know, a 15-minute pod of George on a Monday and a 15-minute pod of me on a Friday. So we're going to experiment with that as well. We really appreciate all the love and support, especially on the Seattle Sports Podcast. Um, it means the world to us. Follow us everywhere on social, at Sant Seattle, S-O-N-T 
Seattle. That's on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, those platforms specifically. Um, S-O-N-T Seattle. If you wonder what that stands for, it's Sports on Tap. That's what the S-O-N-T is. Sports on Tap Seattle. Um, and with that said, check out our main brand, The Sports on Tap. It's at The Sports on Tap on all platforms as well. Um, and we appreciate all the support and love. I'm Sammy. Uh, and you can find me at Sammy on Tap. And I appreciate you guys tuning in. This is the Sports on Tap Seattle. And we like to say what George would usually say, but I'll say it for him, is cheers to Seattle, y'all. You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports.